For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Grambling State's Jordan Igofase is a massive offensive lineman, clocking in at six foot three and three hundred and thirty-five pounds. For today's NFL Draft Prospect Spotlight interview, Ryan Roberts hopped on with Igofase to talk about his possible path to the next level. Before we get to that interview, though, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online wants you to know that football might be over this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired hedge coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head it over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is the source for your hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also want to tell you about NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing, and that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the other threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And Plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get your 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Welcome to this College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight Interview powered by frog fuel frog fuel is designed to be the most powerful protein in the world developed by former navy seals and a stanford biochemist frog fuels medical grade nano hydrolyzed collagen helps athletes recover faster reduce injuries and increase strength better than that of whey protein it also digests four times faster than whey isolate and is ready to drink without any mixing Frog Fuel is proudly made in America and produced by OP2 Labs, a veteran-owned nutrition company based in Fort Worth, Texas. Obviously, this is a College Ground Showcase Spotlight, so I want to bring on a young man who I honestly, and we were just talking before we started here, I didn't know too much about going into the week of the College Ground Showcase. Joining me is Grambling offensive lineman Jordan Igofase, who 
was in our Marshalls group, which is the small school showcase. But he was so good in the first couple of days, they elevated him into the main showcase. And they wanted to continue to see what he could do out throughout the week. Jordan, coming live from Dallas, Texas. Jordan, how's everything going, man? Everything's going great. Everything's going great. I love it, man. I love it. And obviously, big week for you, man. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with just the general. Uh, actually, let me start here. I'm backtracking for a second. You were one of the young men that showed out so much in the first couple of days that you had the ability to elevate into the main showcase and to continue to show what you could do throughout the week. Uh, what was it like just being one of those guys and show very early on in the week that you belonged with the big guys? It was it was exciting for me. I mean, I came in, I came in hoping to get elevated. I came in and that was the plan. That was my goal was to get elevated and show what I could do because I knew I didn't have much buzz uh, coming into the showcase. So I just wanted to dominate and show that I deserve to be bumped up. And when I finally got told that I was going to be one of the 10, they got selected. I was very excited to stay and compete. Yeah. And I know uh, a lot of scouts were buzzing. They're like, who's the grambling guard? Like we want to take a look at him and I want to get heavy into your career, but I guess maybe just my, my other general question about the college ground showcase is I know it's, Obviously, very daunting to a degree because, you know, it's a tiring week. You're meeting with teams. You're DEXA scanning. You're getting height weight. You're, you know, trying to survive a little bit as far as, like, the exhaustion. Uh, overall, how would you just say your week was, the ability to meet with uh, with teams, get all that testing done, and, and be able to show out? How, how was just the week in general? It was a great week. The College Good Art Showcase was a great week. It was a great event that you guys put on. And I really want to appreciate all the exposure I got and all the different things that I didn't even know. Like, I had no idea what a DEXA scan was. So that was a kind of get ahead of the curve because I didn't know that's something that NFL teams need that need done. So it was exciting to get it done so early in the game. And uh, it was just a fun experience getting to – see all the scouts and introduce myself to all the scouts and talk to all the scouts and get official measurements and let them actually see me in person and see me play football. So that was a great experience. And it was a great, it was a great week for me. It was a little, um, it was a little long week for me because sure. getting moved up from the small school showcase, I was, I went five days straight, but I feel like I really uh, held my own and showed what I could do, even though I had a couple more days than me than the other guys that came when the big showcase started. For sure. And just so people know, DEXA scan, we just heard a, uh, both of us talk about it a little bit. That is a test that measures your bone density and your muscle density. So really go in depth kind of behind the scenes and under the curtain, I guess is, is a good way to put it. Um, Jordan, it had to be fun though, man. How, how cool is it? I mean, because usually, you know, they're obviously the all-star event and getting ready for pro day, all that type of stuff. It had to be good just though in general to just get back on the field after your season ended. Definitely, definitely. Um, before my last game of the season, you know, I didn't really have a lot of uh, buzz going into the season or after the season, even though I felt like I played well. But before the last game of my season, I gave a speech in the hotel and it was a really inspired speech where I was telling my team like um, that I really wanted to win this last game because I never I didn't know if I was ever going to get a chance to play football again. So uh, I was actually talking to a couple of my teammates about it. Like you gave that speech saying you didn't know if you were able to play, if you were ever going to play again, if that was going to be your last game. And now you're out there playing in front of scouts and have an opportunity to play professional football. So I'm just, I was just excited to be out there and get to put the pads on again and fly around. It was really fun. Jordan, I would love to hear a little bit of your background because I'm looking at, you know, the Grambling site and I'm looking, trying to find some background tidbits on you. And I see hometown listed was Detroit, Michigan. I saw Northeast Oklahoma Community College before Grambling State. So just take me a little bit through your journey and how you eventually got to Grambling. 
Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I have a, I have quite a, I took the long road to where I'm at now, but I'm happy to be here and I feel like I learned so much in my journey. But um, in high school, I went to Detroit Martin Luther King High School. Uh, we're kind of a and we were the number one team in the state my senior year, undefeated state championship season. Uh, Ambry Thomas, Laverne Hill, guys like that were uh, on that team with me. And we uh, we won the state championship, and I was actually named Offensive Lineman of the Year on the team. But because I, I kind of went through a lot through high, in high school, I was kind of raising myself throughout high school. My mom, my parents are Nigerian, but I was born and raised in Detroit. So my mom was kind of back and forth between the states and Nigeria trying to provide different things like that. And my dad wasn't really in the picture, so I was living with different people that – I wasn't really, I didn't really have a lot of guidance. I was just, they were just giving me a roof over my head, basically. So I just, I knew I loved football. So football was the only thing that kept me out of any major trouble because I wanted to stay field. So I just, I played and I, I played well, but my grades were always slipped. I never really had the grades in high school. So I ended up going to Davenport University out of high school. Despite all of that, I was very under-recruited because I didn't have the GPA. I had a 21 on the ACT though, but I didn't have the GPA. So I went to Davenport University out of high school. Um, I was there for the entire 2016 season. And then the first semester of 17, I ended up leaving. I ended up leaving the school. I withdrew and I went and I told my mom that I wasn't liking it at Davenport. I wasn't playing and I just didn't feel, I just didn't think it was the right fit for me. It was my only offer out of high school. So I kind of had to go there. So I just went home regrouped. So what I did was, um, I never played a game at Davenport. I only practiced. So I went on Huddle and I just made like a little a little highlight tape of practice film from Davenport, just stuff that I did over the over my two uh, fall camps and seasons there. And I went on the junior college website because I didn't know anything about junior colleges at all. I went on the junior college website and I just started researching, doing as much research as I possibly could and went on every team. Like, so I started with like the top 20 junior college in the country, like the rankings. Mm -hmm. I started there click on the team, go to their website, find their head coach and their O-line coach and email them uh, the clip and my story, basically just looking for an opportunity to play football again. And um, it was funny. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was originally going to attend Highland junior college in Kansas. That's where I told the coaches I was coming, but uh, last minute I got a phone. I was going to walk on at Highland, but last minute I got a phone call from a random Oklahoma number this was like, I, I had forgot all about everything. And so I was, I remember looking at my phone, like, who is this calling me? I'm like, let me just answer the phone. Uh, I answered the phone and it was uh, coach Zach Allen. He was the offensive line coach at any Northeastern Oklahoma at the time. And uh, he basically was talking to me and told me that they wanted to give me an opportunity to come down there and play. And they offered me a full scholarship. So that was huge. That was huge. For me. So I put everything I owned in my car and, Told my family, like, I'm going to Oklahoma, and there, nobody knew what I was talking about. And I just was like, I'm just going to go to junior college and try to play football. And they're like, all right. So I drove 12 hours down to Oklahoma, and I was at NEO for uh, spring 2018, fall 2018, and then spring 2019. When I got down there, it was kind of some trials and tribulations, too. I got down there. I was at home for a whole semester, so I wasn't in the best shape going into spring ball. So that carried into the summer. I didn't really have the best reputation with the coaches. I mean, my grades were, I definitely, I started bringing my grades up. I was on the uh, president's list my first semester at NEO. So that's where it kind of clicked for me, grades rise. Uh, but I wasn't doing as well on the field. So when the season started, 
Um, I was I was second string. I wasn't playing much. I only had one year to play junior college football because I was at Davenport for two years. So when I got there and I wasn't starting, that I didn't. I played in the first three games, but in the third, in the fourth game, no, I played in the first two games, like sparingly. I got in. I got in as a backup. The third game, I didn't play at all. Granted, um, we were playing a team that ran the ball a lot, so they slowed the game down. So we only got like 50 snaps on offense. I didn't get any snaps. So I was kind of crushed. I'm like, oh, if this is the way the season's going to go, my football career might be over if I can't get on the field. So uh, my offensive line coach at the time was Coach Y. Barbo. Coach Wybo, I love him to death. Uh, I had a conversation with him, and he was telling me he saw where I was coming from. He was going to try to work me in more. And then that week at practice, our starting center got hurt. So once he went down, the starting left guard got moved to center. So I came in starting that left guard. And from there, I took off from there. I never looked back once I got my opportunity. I finished the season. I started every game after that. We ended up uh, going to the conference championship at Northeastern Oklahoma. We ended up losing to Kilgore. They ended up, they were, they finished like number three in the country that year. We ended up losing to Kilgore, but I ended up getting all conference honors and just uh, showing out once I got my opportunity. And Grambling came at Grambling came and got me from there, and that's how I ended up at Grambling. That's that's a that's a phenomenal story, man. I might write a story. I might write an article about that because that's a lot of great stuff. Obviously, let me ask you about the Grambling side of everything for a second, because obviously Grambling is a historical institution. Obviously, historically historical black college and university there for, as part of the HBCU kind of network. How much did you know about Grambling before they came and offered you? Did you know anything about like the history and tradition? Um, honestly, so me being from up north, I've heard of Grambling, but yeah. I had no idea how deep the history actually went. So that was one thing eye-opening for me when I went on my official visit. Because right there on campus, we have the Eddie George, I mean the Eddie Robinson Museum. I said yep. Eddie George. We have the Eddie Robinson Museum. So just going on the on my visit and touring the museum and hearing all of the things and just doing my own research and finding out we have the most Hall of Famers out of uh, any Louisiana college football program. So it was just, it was just eye opening for me. And that's kind of what drew me to uh, committing to Grambling out of junior college was just the history and stuff. And I, I actually like that you said Eddie George, because obviously he's a part of the tradition now for the HBCU, right? Head coach of Tennessee state. Of course, everyone's talking about Deion Sanders, obviously pulling a lot of great kids come to Jackson state. What has it been like now that your experience at Grambling to see some of these great coaches now get opportunities, bring in some great players and really kind of start to see the rise back of the HBCU programs? I know I think it's great. Like at Grambling, we just hired Coach Hugh Jackson. And I yep. think it's great football getting the, uh, getting these guys in there with a lot of credibility and a lot of resources to help us because HBCU kids can play. Like I know like when I got to the camp, nobody had ever heard of me. They just saw the G on my helmet. I had somebody come up to me and say, that uh, that someone came up to him and say, I have no idea who the kid is. He has a gold G on his helmet, and he's a dog. So it's just nice to uh, get the exposure and show that HBCU kids can play because we can play, but we don't always get the we don't always get the benefit of the doubt because they know we don't have the resources. So we kind of have a stigma like, oh, HBCU players they're going to be out of shape, they're going to be lazy, but that's not the case at all. We work hard with what we have. And I know I spoke to David Moore last year, obviously, that came out of Grambling. That was a really talented offensive lineman. How much has he been a help to you just kind of seeing him go throughout his process? Obviously, he got the senior bowl invite and kind of seeing his pathway. Have you talked to him at all? Like, what has it just kind of been just kind of observed him going through the process? 
I definitely reached out to Dave. Dave was one of the first people I reached out to when I was starting the process. When I started picking up some buzz and I figured out, like, okay, I can really do something here. David was one of the first people I reached out to. And I was just asking him about the process with, like, how uh, agents work and how camp went and stuff like that. Just he, He's been real helpful to me, just giving me advice and telling me, like, his his journey and how it went for him and what I need to look out for and things I need to do. So yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely helpful watching David do it. David gave me the confidence. Like, all right, if he could do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Again, college gridiron showcase spotlight sponsored by frog fuel. Make sure to check out frogfuel.com. Jordan, I want to ask you because I know, especially for interior offensive linemen, it's so important in the ability to potentially make a roster to play potentially all three spots on the interior. That's like a big, bonus um have you had experience play i know you play a, a ton of guard have you had experience playing center have you been taking snaps did you take snaps during college ground showcase like what's just your ability to maybe play multiple interior positions and uh actually throughout high school i was always the backup so i played tackle in high school because but i was always the i believe the loosen office is that way sorry i believe the loosen <laughs> that way i think well, yeah, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. Sorry about that. You're fine. I'm not. What was the question was about? Um, let, let, me, let me restart it from the beginning so that you have it fresh, right? So I know Jordan for you and for any interior offense lineman that's trying to make that jump, the ability to play multiple spots inside, right? Potentially both guards, play center. Have you had experience playing center, snapping? Did you get any snaps during CGS? Like what is your kind of your background as far as being able to play all three interior spots? Uh, in high school, I was actually the um, I was actually the backup center, so I would start at tackle, and if anything happened, I would go to center. So I'm very I haven't taken live center reps since high school. I mean, at Bramden, I was also like the fourth, like worst case scenario center. Like, but I'm definitely comfortable snapping the ball and playing center. I've been able to snap the ball my entire uh, football career, so that's uh, transitioning to center is something that I feel like would be very beneficial to me, and I can definitely do it. I mean, I'm I'm able to switch between all. Th- both guards right or left seamlessly so sliding in that center shouldn't be an issue for me either and I've always been the type of player that I know what all five linemen have to do on every play so moving the center very easy to, to make the calls and to uh kind of be the kind of be the quarterback of the offensive line per se so definitely I'm, my ability to do that I love that man I love that and I, I'm curious who are some of your guys that maybe you model your game after a little bit? You come from a very unique background, so I'd love to hear some NFL guys, past, present, that maybe you like to watch a lot, watch a lot that you try to emulate to a degree. If there's any, my favorite offensive lineman that I like to watch right now is Quentin Nelson. So I just love the, the I just love the aggressiveness and the nastiness he plays with, and also he's really skilled. And, like, he just gets after it. Like, he never gives up on a play, and he has a motor. And I just watch him, and I just try to model my – I just try to model my game behind him because I know I'm a very – I play with a lot of power, and I'm a, I'm a very powerful guy. So I just try to be as nasty and as aggressive as possible within the rules, of course. Absolutely. And a couple questions I have left for you. I know this has probably been – this is going to be a two-part question. I know this has probably been a dream for you for a very long time. So my last two-part question is, one – when did football become a dream for you to, p- to potentially play professionally? And what type of blessing is it now being an underdog to know in a few months you could potentially make that professional dream a reality if you do everything right? So football for me was my dream 
all throughout my childhood, really. I started playing football in about third grade. And my mom, you know, my mom's a Nigerian immigrant, so she didn't know much about the sport. So I was just like eight years old, and I was just telling her, like, I want to do this. I want to play football. I want to play football. I want to play football. So she finally just took me up to a field one day, and I got started playing uh, PAL, which the Police Athletic League in Detroit, PAL. And after that, I just fell in love with it. Like, I felt like it was something I was I was born to do. And, and no matter how hard it was for me to continue to play the game, I still – I still fought to play the game. Like in high school, it wasn't easy for me to play football. Like I, I didn't, like I said, with a little bit of my story, my mom wasn't around because she was battling breast cancer. She, my mom got breast cancer my, my junior year as well. So it's from her traveling from Nigeria to the States and then getting breast cancer, I was really on my own. So I used to have to take two buses to get to practice. I used to have to take bottles to the store to, to get change just to get on the bus. Like, I did a lot. Like the only way I got home for practice was when uh, one of my teammates' moms later in the winter starts getting too dark, so she didn't want me on the bus. So she took me home for practice every day. That was the only way I got home for practice. So I just fought and clawed, and I always wanted to play. Like I knew like football was going to be my way to to do more. Like I have a close, I have a kind of a close knit friend group that I grew up with back home, and out of the three of us, uh, I was the only one that graduated high school just because football was just that motivation to me. Like I need to, I can do it. I can be, I can be more if I, if I put my all into this game. So that's just how I've approached it my whole life. And I lied, Jordan. I have one more question for you. I know you said you're going back to Louisiana after getting just kind of a rest day after the event. Um, do you know where you'll be training yet as far as like your preparation for pro day and all that good stuff? Uh, right now I'm working with some people to put some things together to get me with offensive line specialists but for my pro day prep training i'm probably going to be training down in d1 uh, sports facility in shreveport uh they do they a lot of nfl guys down there in the louisiana area so that's where i'm going to get my pro day training in and then i'll be getting with the o-line specialist uh, a little bit after that I love it. So, again, College Ground Showcase Spotlight powered by Frogfield. Make sure to go check out frogfield.com. Joined by Jordan Igufase, College Ground Showcase participant 2022, as well as a Grambling State offensive lineman entering the NFL this year. Jordan, appreciate it, man. This was fantastic. Honestly, man, I didn't expect that great of a backstory when I first sat down here, but that was just awesome to be able to hear the backstory, brother. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. I just love being able to uh, tell my story and get my name out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.